Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. And they found it and killed it and showed me... Dead body. And they showed me the dead body for proof and they saved the day. It's like, as soon as I put a blanket on my head, I'm instantly too hot. No kidding. Yeah. Um, how's your closet? It's all right. It, uh, it's lonely without you. Oh, Michelle, we're not in a closet together. No. We just flipping recorded our first episode from the comfort of your closet. How stupid are we, hey? It's not really our fault, but still, it's just funny and ironic and like just something that would totally happen to us (laughs) i know like if okay should we explain what happened no i think that we should just keep like beating around the bush and (laughs) pick up some clues (laughs) oh lord save us okay so what should we say so i got a call on i don't even know what day it is i got a call on monday on monday i was at your house yeah, and it was a voicemail, and I couldn't understand it, so I played it like six times over, and we finally deduced that when I went to a store in uh, the town that I live in, uh, the person who helped me had just been diagnosed with uh, corona, and so they were calling to let me know and say, you know, if you have any symptoms or anything like that to to go get tested, and it was like literally right around the same time that my three-year-old started not feeling good. She had been complaining all day about a headache. Yeah. And and she said every time she coughed, her head hurt. Yeah. And then she ended up getting a fever and we were checking her fever and it was like 39.1. So for people who aren't Celsius, it was like 101. Yeah. Um, And then she ended up falling asleep. So we decided to phone HealthLink and you know of course it was right around dinner time so we're trying to make dinner and do all that stuff and I don't remember how long I was in hold for maybe like I think it was like 40 minutes maybe not even too too long and then I chatted with the uh health link nurse who was super friendly and helpful and she asked about our symptoms and I didn't have any I didn't think um except that I did have a headache I was kind of woken up with a headache the night before um And I've been having what I thought was anxiety, which I know it still is, but a lot of kind of tightness in my chest and not being able to get a good breath. Um, And so I just kind of chalk that up to anxiety. Um, But anyway, she wanted us to go get tested. So we um, waited for a phone call and ended up getting a phone call a few hours later. And she said that we needed to go out to another town. And go yeah, they t- wanted you and the and your daughter to get tested. Yeah, so me and uh, my three year old went. Well, we I had to bring everybody because nobody could come and watch my kids. And she was like, you know, you have you both have to self isolate. You can't leave your house. 
And as soon as she, she said that, I was like, I just immediate, like, nothing makes you want to leave your house more than someone telling you that you can't leave your house. I was like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and let's and, back it up when you were like, yeah. oh, uh, like, Carlin, you're going to have to stay at my house for 14 days because you've been exposed. Yeah. And I was like, um, what? <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> I know. And so we were trying to figure out what you were supposed to do because you had been here. And I mean, we were doing what we were told. We were cohorting. Um, You were just going from your house to my house. Um, You know, groceries were being picked up because they needed to be. But most of my groceries were done by contactless pickup, except for me going into M&M's and dealing with a person who had Corona, which is so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so we drove into this town yesterday and pulled up to the little testing center. It was outside and it was kind of um, under like some tents and the nurse came out in a full, you know, mask and the the whole deal and asked us a couple questions and then did a throat swab, which was so thankful for the throat swab because I've been so afraid of the nasal swab because it looks like they're putting it into your brain um so yeah myself and i it's funny because she was like well who should go first and usually you would say like i'll go first so that i can show my kid that it doesn't hurt (laughs) (laughs) but i didn't want to go first because i knew i was gonna gag and so if i go first and i gag she's not gonna do it and so i was like i think that she should go first because (laughs) (laughs) anyways so she they did her first and she was fine she opened her mouth they put it in and uh she just she cried after because it hurt her throat yeah Um, but then i don't even think she gagged and i totally did (laughs) which is so ridiculous but um but yeah so now we have to wait two to five days to get our results and then so bonkers and then yeah and why don't you what happened with you you had to well when you got the call and then you called HealthLink, you had asked the nurse like hey so I have a friend who's like a cohort family with me because like I'm a widow with five kids uh-huh. um and she had said like well like nobody should be leaving or like entering or leaving your home legally yeah so I was like, crap. So I called my partner and I was like, hey, a uh, couple of things. <laughs> um, and we had to talk about it. And I was really prepared for the to just like <laughs> to divorce me. <laughs> She's laughing from the other room. I was really prepared for her to just like do a drive by and shove all my stuff out the window. <laughs> And, like, leave me at your house for 14 days. Um, But she made a good point that um, she had come over to your house on Saturday because we had had a family movie night. Um, And so she's like, I've already, like, I would have also been exposed then. So so I called HealthLink to get some clarification on, like, should, like, because I've already been exposed, am I still okay now to just come and go? Or, like, what does that look like? Um, and she was like, well, let's do an assessment on you. And I said, okay. But then like, as somebody who is not only asthmatic, but allergic to cats and lives with five cats, 
I'm symptomatic every day of my life. Like I have every, like all the symptoms. Um, And she was like, have you had trouble breathing? And I'm like, well, I literally wake up every day with trouble breathing. (laughs) And, um, but ironically that morning I did need my rescue inhaler, which I thought was bizarre. Um, because like my asthma is actually like quite controlled with just my like daily medication. Yeah. Um, so I needed my rescue inhaler and I thought that was weird. Um, and so I told her that, and then she was like, well, she's like, that's one of the criteria. So you're now legally obligated. And like, those are the words that are so creepy. I know that you are legally obligated to self isolate and not leave your property Mm -hmm. for 14 days. Mm Mm-hmm. And you need to get tested. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was so dumb. I was like, but I can walk my dogs, right? <laughs> and she was like, no, you are legally obligated to stay. And I was like, man, like, yeah, it really puts a damper on things. I can get, I can get everything delivered, but like my dogs need to be walked. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, they called you the same night to book the testing. And I mm-hmm. thought it would be a couple days for me because um I live in the bigger city and so I, I would have assumed it was more backed up. Right. Um, but they called me at 7 30 in the morning when I was still sleeping. Mm-hmm. And you know when somebody calls you and you're still asleep, you like you automatically start answering the person, but like you're not fully conscious. Like you, yet. you try to sound as awake as humanly possible. But yeah. then so you just like, uh-huh, like, yeah. <laughs> Like in my mind, I was like, I answered it like, hello, Carmen speaking, like really like <laughs> professional and chipper, but I was probably just like, hush, oh, what? <laughs> um, and then, <laughs> and then she's like, okay, get a pen and paper. I was like, oh, so I like jump out of bed. I'm running around the house. Yeah. Cats are tripping me everywhere because they think it's, well, they're like decided it's time to be fed. Yeah. Um, and so they gave me the address of where I had to go and they said, it'll be at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, Oh, what day? And they were like today. And I was like, Oh my God. Like when we called originally, they made it sound for you and for me, like, Oh, it'll take a couple days for them to call you. It'll be a few days after that. So like I had sort of like, just assumed it would be like they said days later. You ended up getting getting tested before us. Mm Mm-hmm. Just funny. Sorry, I'm just a big old drink of water. Ooh, get it. Um, I like to fill my bladder as much as I can right. uh, late at night so I can make sure to be up several times to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the only me way. young. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so yeah, at ten o'clock I like went and it was at the old children's hospital in one of the yeah. ambulance bays, and so you had to drive in. Um, and like you said, like the lady with the hazmat suit who was so friendly. I know they were so nice. I think they're like overly friendly. So you're not afraid of the fact that they are like in a full hazmat suit. (laughs) Yeah. And I like bless their hearts because they were in like a garage with no natural light and it was like cold in there and they're like all, you know, in their fancy hazmat suits. Yep. Um, and she was so friendly. Um, and I, I don't know, <laughs> maybe it's a lesbian thing, but, um, I don't know the last time I had something shoved down my Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, nope, nope. I do not nope. like this. No, I remember this. I don't like this. <laughs> oh my God. 
Like it didn't, it wasn't just like a, oh, tickle the back of your throat, like for strep throat test. Yeah. It was exceptionally. Let's get in there. It was like, let's see how close to your stomach we can get (laughs) via your mouth. (laughs) And I like gagged. I was like, "Uh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And she's like, it's okay. We're going to do it again. And I was like, "Uh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) So embarrassed. Um, oh my yeah, god, it was really intense. Um, but they haven't called you yet today, no. Okay, well, I was waiting to tell you, but they called me today. Shut up, yeah, they did. They called me at like mm, I don't know, sometime earlier today. Okay, and then when you texted me, you were like, Oh, have they called you yet? I was like, oh. I said no, but I lied. I'm a liar, yes, yeah, because I was, I was trying to wait to see what you said. Um, and I wanted to wait to record your reaction. Oh my gosh. Tell me. Um, I don't have it. Oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I just thought in my head, I'm like, Ooh, do I say I do have it? And I was like, that's not, that's insensitive. We could get some backlash. No, it was just like a really dodgy recording. And it was like, this message is intended for Carling. Press one. If it is you. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I like hit one and then it was like, you have been found negative. Oh, um, that's so good. I'm so glad. I know. It said, if you still have symptoms, you should continue to self-isolate for 10 days. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. So then I, so my plan is just to like, wait to find out. Cause if you guys have it, then I for sure have been exposed. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then like, I will continue to self-isolate, but if, but I don't really have symptoms. Um, and then if you guys don't have it, then, uh, yeah. Party. <laughs> Reunited. <Reunited and> it <laughs> Every other episode will be like, yay, we're together. No, we're not together no, anymore. We're not. <laughs> um, oh we were joking that we just did this all for, for the podcast. We, we, we wanted to experience what it was like to, you know, do the test and everything. So we had firsthand knowledge. So yeah, we're like, let's go places and get exposed. Totally. Um, no. But it was really interesting because I told um, our friend Devin mm-hmm. and she was like, Carling, are you kidding me? And I was like, no, what? And she was like, I literally just finished your episode where you interviewed Emily. And one of the things that you and Michelle were talking about was like, it's so crazy to think that like maybe you've been exposed, but you have no idea. And so you mm-hmm. just carry on or like you might have symptoms, but not attribute it to COVID. And so yeah. you don't even think about it. And like you didn't know for a week that you had been exposed to somebody who tested positive. Yeah. And so you didn't even you didn't even consider some of the symptoms you were having. Yeah. Yeah. Like might have been. You just chopped it up to like, oh, it's anxiety. Oh, it's headache season. Oh, it's, you know. It's so, it's so funny because as soon as, um, as soon as I talked to them and they said like, you need to go get tested. It was like immediately that night I had no appetite. Like we were trying to eat dinner and I was like, I'm I'm not even hungry. And then um, my chest like being tight. I'm like, is that something? And it's like, it's a total hypochondriac thing. It's like one of those things where you're like, oh my, and I, and I was like sneezed a few times today and I was like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> it just makes you so paranoid that everything is 
is it, right? And it's like, obviously, if I have it, it's not a severe, I mean, not yet. It's not severe. Like, I'm totally yeah. fine. Um, and my daughter's totally fine. You know, she has a bit of a cough, but her fever is gone and and all of that. And But, yeah, it's just a really weird feeling. Um, and, you know, of course, it was like, she's like, you need to go get tested and you can't leave your house. And I had a grocery order that I had to pick up the next day. So I'm like, I can't even go and get my grocery order, even though they would like just put it in my car and leave. Like that's not safe. Right. So, um, thankfully one of, uh, one of my kids, friends, moms offered to pick it up for me. So she picked it up and dropped it off on my front step. And I mean, that's awesome. Right. But it's really just like, I'm itching to go somewhere and I'm such a homebody anyways. Um, <laughs> But I'm like, God, I just want to go like see a movie or like go to a nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> go to a nightclub. Get me out of here. But I mean, yesterday was a bad day. I was struggling quite a bit with um with just anxiety and, and the grief and everything. And I had a hard time kind of being a productive person yesterday and um just kind of had a you know, just a bad day. And then today I just felt so different. Um, is it because I is it because I acknowledged you did your realization? You, I so know. Michelle said Michelle sent me a message yesterday, and is like, so I think I have grief depression, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh my god, is she being serious? Like, of course you have grief depression, <laughs> you idiot, you idiot. Come on, and you're like, yeah, one hundred percent. I'm like, oh, just like that. You're just gonna be like, yeah. Like, oh, like I wasn't going to be like, no, nah, girl, no. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, you so. have nothing to be depressed about. No. And it's like, I don't know. Even calling it grief depression, like, I don't want to call it what it really is. I don't want to call it depression. Do you want to just give it a name? Like, like what? I'm trying to think of, like, Chad. <laughs> I'm feeling very Chad today. Inside of Karen. Yeah. No, it's just, I don't know, like the last year I haven't even been able to um, grieve. If this is your first time listening to this episode, my husband died a year ago Um, and I have not had time to grieve, to think about it. I have gone to counseling. I have, you know, been on medication, things like that. But I've, I, my brain does a very good job at compartmentalizing pain. And yeah. it has locked this away big time. And I do not, since the funeral, I've probably cried in the last year. I've probably cried 10 times. Listen, like, I, I offered to, oh my God, <laughs> should we talk about the ginger story? <laughs> oh my God. Yes too soon wait can we also talk about the fact that you don't cry either so it's not like i'm just like a oh no I, yeah you know guys cry. i don't cry um I, I like bottle it all up and then i cry too much yeah yeah no i i distract myself constantly with noise i have a podcast in my ear all the time because i know that if i don't distract myself with noise uh, it's all I'll think about. And I watch TV to fall asleep and it's like, my brain never has a chance to like take it out and play with the grief. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. like, ugh, it's frustrating. Yeah. Um, 
We could talk I, about that. The fact that I got my kids a brand new kitten after their dad died, and then it died a week later. Oi. <laughs> yeah. On Kate, do not recommend. On, on Kate's fifth birthday. Oh my god. Yes, I forgot yeah. about that. And I'm only laughing at like just the shite show that it was. Oh, it was awful. I had strep throat. You had strep throat, and, and the kitten was really sick, and no. so... At the first night, I stayed home with you to look after the kids, and mm-hmm. my partner, Lindy, took the kitten to the vet, mm-hmm. and the vet was like, oh, it's pretty sick, but, like, here's some fluids and stuff, and brought it home, and the next day, it was, like, not any better, and mm-hmm. so we picked it up, took it to the vet, and the vet was just like, was like, we understand this isn't your kitten, and I was like, well, no, it's my friend's, but she's sick, and she's a recent widow with five kids, and the vet was just like, I, I mean, I... I like the vet was just like speechless, like waiting for like, yeah, I don't know, like my big, like, JK. Yeah, JK. (laughs) Um, And they recommend euthanizing it because it was so sick. Like, there was literally, she was like, you're going to spend $2,500 and it, it probably won't survive. It was awful. And, um, the that was that's what I kept saying. I'm like, it's not gonna die. Like it's gonna be fine. There it's gonna go to the vet and it's gonna be fine. It's not gonna die. And then literally you called me and you're like, hey girl, uh the cat's gonna die. (laughs) (laughs) And like and like we again we're not monsters, but we have to laugh at this because it was so terrible. It's ridiculous. And like Kate's running around the house with her little it's my birthday hat. And like there was cake that we were gonna make. And yeah. it's like, the, you know, was it the first birth? I guess not the it first birthday. It was her birthday. first birthday since. Since he had her only, dad died. He had only passed away like four months before. Yeah. yeah. And like you guys had just moved. And yeah. it was like, yeah. And then you were like, I cannot tell my children uh-huh. that this kitten died. And so like Lindy and I showed up after, after it happened. And oh, we're God. like, hey. <sighs> And then I felt awful because I felt like I traumatized you guys on top of everything because you were there when it died. And it's just like, I mean, I rescued this kitten from a rescuer. She yeah. had uh, two siblings, uh, two boys, and um, I they got really sick, too. So they all obviously had something that um, we weren't aware of when we got the kitten. She was you know, we took care of her, but she was just too sick and it was, frick, she was so cute. She was the cutest little thing. And it was just, it was just awful. And then like, was it the next day that we found out that a mom and like six kittens were hidden, like were under our shed? Well, it was pretty soon after. Yeah. Like the kids went in the backyard and they're like, mom, there's kittens in the backyard. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, This is just Anthony from heaven, like sending you kittens. Yeah, well, and being like, why did you get a kitten, you idiot? Probably for, and then, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was a rough one. Yeah, it's been a year, so it's I mean, I think it's only fair that you have really bad days. I think it's and only that- fair that I now have coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I also broke my toe and part of my foot and had to wear a boot for like six weeks. In this yeah. past year, it's just been ridiculous. It's not been great. I had to move out of the house that we were renting because it was being foreclosed on, not because of me, because of the shady, shasty landlord. 
Oh, he was shady. Uh, so it's just like, you know, all this on top of everything else. And I don't know. It's a miracle some days that I'm not. Well, maybe you're going to get the results and they're going to be negative. I'm sure they'll be negative. Honestly, I'm sure they'll be negative. I don't think that we have it. I really don't. It is so interesting, though, because so we're ho- we're probably going to um, put this episode on next Tuesday, which is what day? May the 12th. Yeah. And this is sort of like the week that the province of Alberta is talking about reopening up. Yeah. And it just like when they when the premier announced that we were going to start like phase one of reopening, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I just guys i i'm no expert but wait, nothing about what wait a second doctor. <laughs> <Not a> doctor. <laughs> yeah. this just in i am not an expert breaking news <laughs> um yeah like it just i i kind of follow the lead of dr dina hinshaw and like mm-hmm. even and like even mayor nenshi and everybody's like hey this feels a little soon mm-hmm. Um, and I work for a museum and one of the things listed on the list of phase one openings was museums and cultural institutions. Yeah. And I was like, I just don't see like, maybe I'm missing something, but I don't see the need, like the need or the urgency to like open a museum. Well, I mean, considering museums are a place where many people would gather, you know, it's, it's not like, I don't know, you would really, really have to uh, limit your numbers of people and I guess you can spread out but I don't know that just seems risky yeah it seems really risky and then yeah. so like I was already feeling sort of like trepidatious about uh like the province being hasty to reopen uh-huh. but then to find to then have this experience of like oh maybe I was exposed and you know now I have to be tested and yeah it just brought it home that like how easily it can be contracted and there are yeah. so many people saying like oh like we should just isolate the, the you sick. know the the extra vulnerable and yeah. like it it's not like SARS it's not like a flu it's um it it spreads so much faster and so much easier and can yeah. do so much more damage yeah um yeah and one of our friends is a massage therapist mm-hmm and is feeling really nervous about reopening um, after she got like a document from, I don't know, what's her like licensing organization. Um, yeah. But they like just talking about some of the stuff that they're going to have to wear for personal protective equipment. Yeah. For massaging, it just feels like, I know we can't lock down forever, but like maybe can we a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit longer? A little longer? Um, it's, yeah, well, and Quebec just came out with, um, their kind of guidelines because they're opening the schools back up again and they're insane. I mean, they're saying that the kids will all have this, go back into the same class, but they might not have the same teacher because so many teachers are gone now. Um, and they'll have to, what was it? Like they, you have, you can't, you can't share food, obviously. Um, there's major social distancing in the classrooms in the hallways like it just seems so unattainable for for kids I mean to to kind of I don't know follow this and and some schools are so full of children 
um, it's going to be so challenging for the students and the teachers. And it was kind of funny because some people are like, well, if this is what it's going to be like, I'll just keep homeschooling. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, yeah, but they're at school though, right? Like, <laughs> I know it's going to be hard, but they're not here. They're, they'll be at school again. It's like, <laughs> You're like, you know, what? I'll risk it. You know, I think, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> oh my God. Well, and like, I think like you and I, I think are lucky for in terms of homeschooling because like I'm helping homeschool the three three of your kids and yeah. um like neither of us are working right and so there's like two adults and we we're not also juggling work like I know yeah. a lot of people are like both adults in the household are working plus they have multiple kids that they're trying to keep on track in school yeah yeah it's it was funny. I got, I got a phone call from the school today. And the first thing I saw when I saw the name on the color display was like, what? Like, almost like I thought they were going to tell me that my kids weren't at school today and I didn't call. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, what is happening? And they were like, oh, we're just phoning to check in to see how everyone's doing. Like, how, how are you doing? And how are your students doing? And I'm like, uh, like, I don't even know how to answer that question because we're doing okay, I guess, but you know, it, it's hard. There's three of them that are doing school plus two others that are toddlers. Um, the, the school load is kind of big. I mean, I'm an idiot, so I don't know how to help them with some of this stuff. Oh my God. Um, when we had, when we had sobbing tears, not from us, but a child sobbing in tears over a haiku. Over a haiku. That literally <laughs> took him like 10 minutes to do. And he cried for like 40 minutes. I mean, haikus are the worst. Well, yeah. I mean, they're stupid, but yeah. you know, just do it. Right. But um, yeah, it's, she's like, well, you know, what can we do to support you? And I'm like, I don't even, I don't, I don't know. Drop off a teacher. Like, <laughs> I don't know. In a hazmat suit. Just, just bring me a teacher. It would be great, you know, but uh, maybe some food for all this extra food I have to cook in every day. Like, but she's like, well, we have some extra computers. I'm like, I have computers. I don't need a computer. Like, thanks. But that though. is really nice though. Like, because no, I'm is. sure there are families that like don't have resources. Absolutely. Yeah. To get their kids hooked up. And, you know, from everything that I've every, all the feedback that I've gotten back from the teachers has been really good. Like just do what you can, you know, don't stress. So we're probably completing now like 70 to 80% of what they need to do per week. Some, some we're doing a hundred percent, but, um, yeah, it's funny. Because a friend of mine pick it up on the cutting and pasting exercises. What'd you say? Kate really needs to step up her cutting she and does. pasting game she does. <laughs> for her kindergarten schoolwork. <laughs> Totally. It's very important. Um, no, but a friend of mine posted that um, there's a stat saying that like 20 to 50% of schoolwork is being completed. And she was annoyed by that. And I kind of get that because it's like, why are we even like counting it? You know, it's everyone's situation is so different. But I'm like, that honestly made me feel so much better that only 20 to 50% of schoolwork is being completed because I just feel like, okay, we're, we're okay. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not... Yeah, we're we're not at the bottom and we're not at the top, but we're okay. Like, 
if I got a stat saying like 80% of people are finishing their schoolwork, I would be like, oh my, I'm out. Like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> so what else is new now? Like, it's been two days that I haven't seen you. I know. It's not okay. If I, if I'm negative tomorrow, you better show up at my house. Oh, I thought you just meant like have a negative attitude. And I was like, no, Michelle, not until you get those results back. <laughs> You're like, girl, if I showed up at your house every time you had a negative attitude, I would never leave. <laughs> <laughs> the fear uh, that you had in your face when I was like, uh, well, the nurse said nobody can leave. <laughs> You're just like, that's not going to be okay for me. <laughs> I, know, I was like, oh, no, I, I don't know that that. Uh... I don't know that our friendship will survive this. <laughs> yeah, but I did think I was like, oh, well, would Linda drop off our podcasting equipment? So <laughs> probably. Can you see like how long we've re- we've only been recording for thirty four minutes and fifty four seconds? We have. I'm gonna turn this to a whole episode. I was like, man, we're gonna have a whole episode on our. Um, should we? Like, sometimes I think we should be like, hey, guys, like, we're thinking about about watching ID Discovery shows and talking about it. Let us know what you think. But then what if nobody lets us know what they think? Well, you just did. So let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're recording, right? Well, I know, but I've got the power of editing. I know. It's true. No, I think it'd be really cool. We we came up with some shows that would be good for us to watch and then chat about. Um, yeah, kind of inspired by some of our favorite podcasts that we like to listen to. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of the feedback that we've been getting from people, other than we need to get better at sound quality, um, is uh, that we've got like good like chemistry. We've got good like banter. Yeah. We're engaging. We're hilarious. I was going to say today was good. Well, I said it was good already, but it was good because I did timers for my kids. And because a lot of my kids thrive on routine. Yeah. And I think we've established that I'm not great at that. (laughs) I don't thrive on routine. I probably do, but I just don't do it. Um, yeah. like you're too so busy, I said, timers, like sorry. checking it. Not you're not too busy checking out. You're too busy. What do they call it? Um, disassociating from your grief yes. depression. It's a very exhausting process. Oh, I mean, I can't <laughs> even imagine. Um, and if my therapist is listening, things are going great. <laughs> That's why I haven't called you in a few months. <laughs> no, so I set timers. So at ten o'clock. They started their school and I set a timer for 11. So then when that went off, they could go play outside and have a little recess and a snack. And then they came back in and I set another timer for one o'clock because I was in the process of making lunch. And then I said, you know, and I already had outlined what they needed to do for the day instead of letting them kind of choose. Um, And I said, if you can finish it before lunch, then you're done for the day. And if not, then you need to finish it after lunch. And then they had their lunch and they kind of played again a little bit. And then I set another timer for like three o'clock. And by that time they were all done. So I had them do some chores and I had a nap, which was great. And 
and then we had dinner and and then I set bedtime timers as well. So it was funny because Kate is the worst at going to bed. We know that. Yeah. Um, she always feels like she has to go to bed early, which she doesn't. She goes to bed at 830. Um, and it's a little bit earlier than the big kids, but it's later than the little kids. Um, yeah, like it's somewhere in the middle and she's yeah. the middle child. So Right. So um, they were having a bath and I had told Claire, I was like, okay, you are going to bed in seven minutes. And then I said to Kate, you're going to bed in 37 minutes. And she was so excited. Oh, she was like, 37 minutes. That's so good. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, it's the same time every night and you cause such a fuss. Yeah. But it, it's like, I broke it down into the amount of minutes she had left and she was like thrilled. Wow. And then I was like, okay, are you going to get out of the bath now so you can watch a show? Because if you don't, you're not going to have time. And she made the decision to get out of the bath so she could watch her show. And then her show was almost done. And I said, you can either finish your show or you can have a story. And she made the choice to turn her story off or f- turn her show off and have a story. And she was in bed and it was like that easy. Wow. It's just silly. That's good. And though. I know and- I've been a parent for like a while now, but when all this messy stuff happens, you forget, honestly, like the easy, it's not easy, but like you forget the kind of tricks that you had before and the mm-hmm. routines and how much easier your life can go if you have it and how much harder like, I feel like I'm making my life so much harder now because I'm just exhausted. And I'm, yeah. and then I think too, it's like the whole mentality of like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Then I feel tired. Right. But today I woke up and I was like, okay, I had a plan in place and I haven't, I didn't feel tired all day until like I had a nap at like four o'clock. Right. So yeah, it's just, it's just weird. Well, and like, like I was telling you, like the reason I push you to have like these routines is so that you can get those kids to bed early so you can have the night to like to yourself to like yeah do what you need to do for you yeah exactly are we not going to talk about my parenting book that I'm writing <laughs> I was going to leave it up to you because it's it's your thing girl um I'm not in fact writing a parenting book because I do not have children but the thing I the thing I invented on the fly really works where you write down their names and you write down what time their bedtime is and you deduct 10 minutes. So they get an earlier bedtime by 10 minutes if every time they act up. And yeah. you said like, all you had to do was threaten it today. And they, yeah, they did it. They like yes, stayed on track. Yeah. No, Julia, that, like the, the one time Julia ended up going to bed at eight forty instead of nine. Yeah. And it was like the end of the world for her. It was the end of the world. Yeah. It was only 20 minutes. I know. I just went, it's so funny because obviously kids don't have the capacity to think about long-term consequences, things like that. And it's just such an easy thing for us to be like, are you kidding me? Like if you just, if you just be quiet and finish your work, you know, then you have the rest of the day to do whatever you want or, you know, things like that. And they just don't get it. And then yeah. when you take it away, you take the 10 minutes away, it's like meltdown city. And it's like, you know, you were given clear instructions on how to avoid this. It's just funny. Yeah. And we were all the same, I'm sure. Um, we should have our mothers on here. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would, yeah. Great can idea. Can you hear the cats meowing in the background? Again, I thought it was music. 
Oh no, it's the cats. They they have a they they each individually have little watches, and so their little timers set off around ten thirty every night when it is meal time. I'm sorry. Do they wear the watches? <laughs> yeah, little tiny cat watches. I'm sure of it because, like, literally, like clockwork, every night around ten thirty. Oh my god! Can you hear them? I can. Yeah. They're just like chattering away, following Lindy. And they and all literally... have to meow and go dish to dish. Oh my god. No, I'm like picturing them wearing cat watches and it's like beep 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 beep. <laughs> Time to eat. <laughs> like everybody, everybody, places, places. Um, do you think that the the murder hornets have been created to keep us all inside? I it's like my brain doesn't have the capacity to intake information about murder hornets. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm literally just looking at this meme and it says, bees reacting, reacting to the news of the arrival of the murder hornets and they're carrying toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well, little side story. So I am like the most scared of bees and wasps because when I was... No. When I was like six or seven, I was at my family cabin and I was like being a ballerina on a rock, which sounds so stupid, but can you remember being like little and like, of course I was being a ballerina on a rock. What else would I be doing? Well, yeah. And um, uh, like a nest of mud wasps lived under the rock and I didn't know that and they swarmed me. And, and they did not like your ballerina skills. So they, yeah, they were going to do tear down. Me down. <laughs> and they started stinging me and my grandma had to had to beat me with a newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, no. I got like stung a whole bunch and ever since then, you know, for some reason just the sound of buzzing terrifies me. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't see the correlation there. I mean, <laughs> I really think that you're just and like the world has a funny way. For no reason. The world has a funny way of working because, of course, like the partner that I am with comes from a family of beekeepers. Yes. And so in Saskatchewan, every year, like we go there, and there's like bee houses, and oh. they do the extraction. One time, I had to hold a box. Of what did I have to hold? It was the queen. The, no, wasn't there more? Was it just one? It was the queen, Carling. I had to hold a box. I had to hold a live queen bee in a box and transport it to somebody's house. And it was just about enough to like send oh. me to the So she's trying to like do that immersion therapy on you where you just like, you know, face your fear. I honestly think if I just got stung, my body would be like, oh, it's not that bad. Like it does, it's not yeah. bad enough to cause the reaction that it causes out of me. No, I'm the same way. I mean, if, if a wasp flies near me, I will like push my children out like in front of me and run away. Like Jude, save yourself. <laughs> no, like I'm like, I'm gone. Like I'm Michael Scott, like running down the, down the hall when the fire alarm goes off and leaving everyone behind. Oh my God. No, that's I mean, super I, traumatic of you that that happened. That's so scary. That's like, that's totally like my girl vibes. Like, yes. And yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think um, Lindy has taught me to be able to identify the difference between like a bumblebee and 
a wasp <laughs> and a hornet. So I don't, I don't just like automatically like freak yeah. out and start running. Like one time I was driving down a busy road and everybody, in my, I think you were in my car in high I school. I was in the car, Carly. And uh, it was every, tail. Everybody got really quiet. And I was like, what guys? What? What? And there was a wasp on the roof of the car. The and what did you do? I pulled over and got out and ran. And ran. It was me and Dale oh, in the you. car. We were driving on Glenmore. And you pulled off. And you literally got out of the car and ran and left us in the car with the wasp. I mean, and we're like, yourself. what the F? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, before I met Lindy, I was dating this girl and she took me to Waterton, um, for like a little getaway. And on our way back, we were driving and a wasp flew into the open window and like the highway leading to Waterton is quite small. Like it's single lane both way. And I pulled over and I'm screaming and we're both like screaming and we're like 25 feet from the car and there's like cows mooing at us because it's like literally just beside a farmer's field. field. Like, who are and... these two dumb white chicks <laughs> screaming? <laughs> and this um this truck full of heterites, like these giant heterite men, got oh. out and they were like, Are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, There's a wasp, there's a wasp in the car. Oh my god. And they were like, Oh, we thought you had like car trouble or something. Anyway, they were so kind and they like, like, gotta go. <laughs> they, no, they climbed into my little tiny car and they found it and killed it and showed me dead safe. body. <laughs> and they showed me the dead body for proof and they saved the day. Oh my gosh. Um, well, anyway, I can't believe anyway. you your results. when you messaged me today and you were like, did you get your results yet? I thought it's because it was like, it was just a little while after I got mine. And I was like, oh, oh gosh, funny. Too. no, I was like, I was literally joking because I'm like, obviously you didn't get your results yet because it's too soon. And you had, you liar, liar face. Yeah, I know. I'm so sneaky. You are. Um, I don't think I will ever trust you again. <laughs> doing it for the pod, doing it for the yeah. grams. <laughs> You needed the big reveal. Well, hopefully I get mine tomorrow and then we can add to this and uh, and we'll see my results. How many... I would honestly be so shocked if they told me that I had it. But I've been in that situation before, too, where um, I've had strep throat a few times and um, me being like, I don't have it. I totally don't have it. Like, it's fine. And then they tell me I have it. I'm like, what? Like... <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? It's kind of scary to think, though, because if, like, I was trying to think today, like, okay, let's say Claire has it, but you don't, just for, like, yeah. example. Like, then you guys are all at risk of getting it, but you can't self-isolate from each other. She's a toddler. I know. I know. And I, like, it really makes you think back to, like, how moistly kids speak. Oh, God. Like, I was thinking back to the last week and how many times I've been at your house and, like, yeah. Bless her heart, but I don't know why Kate has to turn everything into a secret and whisper in my ear. But like, it is not a whisper; it is a very moist. Yeah, no, it's whisper. Yeah. and so like Claire literally rubbed her boogers on me today. Oh my god! So I mean, I don't know. It maybe it'll just be one of those things where we, you know, self isolate her from the rest of the family and see see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like, well, girl, you're on your own. Just put um, her in the bathroom because then the bathtub could be a bed. She's potty trained, so she's got a toilet. And then I'll just give her a bunch of snacks. Mm. I'll slide an iPad under the door. (laughs) Yeah, I see nothing wrong with this. I I mean, if anyone called CPS, they would just be laughed at at this point. (laughs) Breaking news. (laughs) We have results. This just in. This just in. Uh, Yeah, so Claire and I went to go get our tests corona tests and last we spoke you had gotten your results back and they were negative yeah hallelujah Uh and um and yeah so when we had originally uh when the health person talked to me she said if your test is negative are you okay with just like a automated call and i said yes um so when they phoned me and i picked up the phone and it was a person i was like oh no yeah, so it was a, it was just someone from HealthLink, and she just said that she had our results, and I had to confirm with her our birthdays and everything, right? Um, and then she told us that we are negative. Woo woo! <laughs> so yeah, so we don't have it, and uh, we're all good. We don't have any symptoms or anything like that, so we can be free a little bit. I mean, we're not going anywhere really, but I can walk to the mailbox and. Yeah, that so I know. Even though I have like really nowhere to go, I just mm-hmm. feel like yeah. If I needed to, I, I know could. it's just that feeling of a little bit of freedom. Yeah. So yeah, so we're all good, which is which is good. It makes me nervous. I mean, because we could still catch it, and if you know, when I have to go back to work and things like that, then and then when the daycare opens back up again, like it's just, it's just kind of going to be an ongoing thing. Right. So yeah. we just have to be careful. And do you think this is how people are... felt like when mumps and measles were? Yeah. Yeah. Like you just had to like send your kids to school and like hope they didn't get tuberculosis. <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I think we'll be okay. I mean, you never know, but we're healthy otherwise. So we just have to make sure that we can protect the more vulnerable people. So yeah. we'll do what we can. How do we, how does the news sign off? Like if we said, breaking news, what's the end of it? Hmm. I don't know. Boop, boop, boop. Do, do, do. Oh yeah, I believe that. <laughs> dying of heat stroke over here (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna pass out like i saw on instagram somebody posted a video of them recording for their podcast Mm -hmm. and they're just sitting on a couch holding a microphone and like there's three of them in a room and they each have their own microphone yeah they're not under a blanket i just think that their microphones like i i don't know i think that you just need to like are using the podcast mic right now yeah so maybe you don't need the whole sh- the whole thing. No, like because you have when we recorded in your kitchen, like it's so echoey. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you're talking about Dax Shepard, I think that hit that room is like probably super um, soundproof or like something. I was not talking about Dax Shepard, but Dax, if you're listening, <laughs> do you have some tips? I mean, oh. 
throw us a bone over here. I don't know. Um, I don't know. What do we know? This whole episode is just us rambling. Well, exactly. Have we made any sense at any point? This whole one. I mean, whole in general. Yeah. Um, but we did want to just like come on here and make this little episode because, um, like we certainly didn't sign up for this. We signed up no. to like be a careful cohort family, and not catch coronavirus. No, we did not want to catch it. And um, I mean, we have been careful. Like we, you know, we're doing the hand sanitizer. We're not going into stores unnecessarily. We're not, you know, we're not doing any of that stuff. So. It's just one of those things where I think you can kind of protect yourself as much as you want, but you might go to a store and the person helping you has it and they don't know and you don't know. And um, I think that that just shows how easily it can spread and how quickly it can spread to more people, right? Like if I ended up getting it, I have five people here living with me plus you. Um, And then think of all the people that they could be in, in touch with. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, it just kind of shows you. Where um, yeah, the seriousness of it. Did you see Calgary Mayor Nenshi's um analogy of why people should wear masks? No. It I mean, I suppose it's effective. It was atrocious. I was so embarrassed listening to it. Oh no. So his analogy was if I if no if I was not wearing any pants <laughs> Oh Lord. And I peed. I would pro there would probably be some splashing that hit you if you were standing next to me. And if you weren't wearing any pants, my pee would oh. touch. Are you kidding? No, no. This was like I'll send you the video. And no. then if but if we're both wearing pants, I'm just gonna get myself wet. You're not gonna get any of my pee. So we could both pee wearing pants and only our pants would get wet. But if we're <laughs> if we're both pantless peeing we're gonna get each other's pee on us are you okay what's the real thing i am speechless first of all the mayor of our great city and like shut up i actually really like ninji but like this was the analogy he chose our that sounds like a trump analogy like I mean, why, why would you be standing next to someone who's peeing and why wouldn't you have your pants on? Like, I think we need to break down where this is coming from. I am so lost. I don't understand. Like you could, you could, (laughs) why, why wouldn't you just say like, if you sneezed, if you sneezed and the person beside you wasn't wearing a mask, you could get your sneeze on them. Yeah. I mean, that's the more literal pants <laughs> yeah pants and pee pants and pee that's great yeah. so that's if great. we're taking away nothing it's that you should wear pants and a mask and use a toilet <laughs> yeah like also use a toilet oh my gosh that is that's amazing <laughs> um that's so amazing. if you have been totally um captivated by our witty banter <laughs> and our incredible storytelling yeah you should and all of our trauma <laughs> and all of our trauma you guys there's more this is just like the oh. tip of the iceberg we are full of it we not are... to brag we... but we have a lot of trauma <laughs> <laughs> um so you should follow us on instagram at i did not sign up for this dot podcast 
Mm-hmm. And on Facebook at I did not sign up for this. And, and keep an eye out for some some Patreon news or Patreon questions that we might have for you to get some this is some ideas. Are we funny enough for people to pay us? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> we need to be confident in that. Yes, we are funny enough. People will want more. They'll want more trauma. They'll want more drama. They'll want it all. Trauma, drama. Give it to them. We'll give it to them. We're going to give it to you. And Um, we're going to watch shows and we're going to talk about them. And we are just going to rock your world. (laughs) Well, now I just think you're overpromising. Well, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, for me to say we're going to rock your world so much you want to pay us might be like a little on the edge. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stand by it. All right. Well, <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. I don't know what that means, actually. But the proof is if in people the start giving us pudding, we will know. We will know. <laughs> I prefer butterscotch. We'll have all the answers. Ew! What? Are you an eight-year-old man? Butterscotch? Yes, it's so good. You like tapioca, too? No, that's just too much. Ugh. Like, what kind of pudding do you eat? chocolate if i was given an option for dessert and there's a chocolate option i am always going with the chocolate option always so when we me you and lindy live in a nursing home yeah we'll just know that if it's butterscotch pudding night i get it lindy also (laughs) likes it and if it's chocolate pudding night i'll give you my pudding yeah all right all right everybody well this was our first like non-interview episode yeah this is going to make us or break us. People are either going to, our numbers are going to go way down or I suppose they could just stay the same. <laughs> but give us some feedback, like interact with us. Yeah. Tell us what you think, but only if it's nice. Yeah. Only if it's nice, but don't lie to us. Yeah. Like give us like honest, constructive criticism with a scoop of like some encouragement. Um, okay have a good night I will talk to you tomorrow all right okay bye bye The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap.